We Fall Like Light is an exhibition presenting works by select students of the 2020 graduating class of the Sheridan College and University of Toronto Mississauga Joint Art and Art History Program. Coinciding with the exhibition, the participating artists and curators partook in conversations, engaging with their practices equally as artists and people. Jasmine Canaveri is an installation-based multimedia artist operating in the region west of the GTA. Canaveri primarily works in sculpture, sound, and video. Her work often uses text rooted in social-political contexts of violence, feminism, gender, sexuality, and memory. She often expands upon a personal experience within these areas and addresses it across a larger framework for a broader audience. Canaveri's current sculptural works explore and critique a range of political, social, and religious ideologies using text, casting, and found objects. Her sound and video works explore similar themes. She is currently a resident at Visual Arts Mississauga's Creative Residency and will be exhibiting work with the other residents at the Small Arms Inspection Building in May 2020. But let's talk about, so I was reading, so you often describe yourself as a multimedia artist. Um, and why do you do so? Ooh, straight off my website. Um, <laughs> and I just, I think that for me, just being able to say that I'm multimedia as opposed to just a sculpture, it's less limiting. It's less defining. I like to work in a variety of mediums, um, except for painting. Not because I don't believe in it, but because I'm bad at it <laughs> still. Um, <laughs> But I like to work in a variety of things and just saying that, hey, I'm just a sculptor is limiting me to just one portion of an artist. And people always expect me to always do that stuff. So then when I tell them, hey, I'm doing stuff that's outside of that, like video and sound stuff, they're just like, oh, really? But like, is it going to relate to your sculpture stuff in one way? And it's like, it could, but it also doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's the correct term. Is it, it's, it's freeing to you to, yes. to not be labeling yourself. Do you think too many artists today restrict themselves by saying, oh, I'm a printmaker, like this is what I do, and not be able to explore, is that okay for certain people? I think it's okay for certain people. I think for some people, like, they will fall in love with one medium, and, like, it's one thing that they'll, like, never really leave, like, they could branch to other things, but to them, they're primarily something like a printmaker or something like a photographer, and I think that's fine. I just think for me, it doesn't, well, I think for me, labels is something that I have a hard time dealing with. <laughs> okay. Um, so can I ask, where where did you, what medium did you start with? Or was it always like, you know, scattered throughout? You didn't gravitate to one medium or the next? I think, well, because of high school, uh, there was a lot of stress on painting and drawing. So I kind of started off in those realms and not saying that I didn't like it, it's just that we never really had that many sculpture projects. So the time that I actually did was the time that I actually kind of realized, oh my God, I actually really like this stuff. And then coming into this program and having like the wonderful teachers that we have, particularly Carlo, um, being able to kind of like help out with certain things and encourage me to do stuff. Like for example, in first first year of sculpture one, I made a box out of my own hair. Yes, I was there for that class. I'm glad. It was great and it was fantastic and it was self-sufficient and standing. Um, but it was stuff like that and being able to like actually express that that I think is, I don't know, it kind of like led me down the path of going more into sculpture and then later on into sound and video with it as well. Yeah, we love sculpture. Um, <laughs> Carlo, shout out. Shout out to Carlo. <laughs> Um, but going back to that hair piece, like, how do you, so like, can you just describe it a little bit more, uh, what the concept was and how it looked like? 
Um, okay. Uh, I don't even know if there was necessarily a concept at that time. It wasn't so concept-based. Um, I just wanted to make something disgusting and to gross people out. And for me, I've always had a fascination with my own hair. I'd always dye it constantly. I think in first year, I had a bit of purple hair that turned... Well, it faded, so it faded into something else. And cutting my hair was a constant thing. And so I was like, why don't I just make a cube out of hair? Because no one's going to want to touch it but me. And I'm like, what can I use to fasten it together? I was like, why not hairspray? Like, that shit can hold. Yeah. And so I was like, just spraying it down. I got basically high in my room from that because I didn't realize ventilation was important. <laughs> um, but it was, just, it was one of those things where it was kind of just like, let's just have fun and be expressive. Yes. That was, uh, it was very interesting. I remember walking into the class and I'm like, oh my God. What, what is that on the table? Is that exactly what I think it is? <laughs> well, just promising is I feel like always defaulting to say I don't know. But in the case that I've learned, I do know. It's just that it takes me a second to realize that. So just FYI to you or any listeners. Um, I don't know. I just I think that it's where I start off of just like it's not so much pushing the medium as much as like I'm thinking about the concept behind it. At least that's been it for a long time. Um, it's always me thinking about. How did this affect me and what was I going through for certain cases? Because a lot of the stuff that I've done has been emotionally driven. Um, and it's like, how am I dealing with that? And is there a correct way to deal with it? And sometimes it's kind of like just having this concept and then seeing the medium choices that I can use and being like, is this the appropriate one? If it's not, then let's move on to the next one. And to kind of just experiment and try out to see, is this actually, like, is this the medium that this work needs to be in? Have you ever had a like project where you chose a certain medium or you chose a certain pro uh, concept and it didn't work out how you want it? It didn't work out. That's a question. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just me. Are you just like very it. successful with every single piece you do? Ha! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when I'm saying successful with every piece that I do, I think that there's a lot of cases where it's just kind of like, this could be pushed further. And Pross will tell me that. Um, I just, um, I'm trying to think. I think some of my video works have ended up being a little bit unsuccessful because of the way that I've done them and people don't tell me about the fact that they aren't that good until about like a month into it when I've shown it to people and they're just like, yeah, yeah, it's good. And then they'll be like, it's not, it's really not. You, you should revise this heavily. And I'm just there like, okay, well, thanks for telling this now after I've handed this in and it's worth a grade. So fantastic. How do you how do you deal with criticism? Do you like getting feedback? Do you like throughout the whole stages? Do you want it in the end? Do you want it in the beginning? Do you want people to be critical, or do you like sometimes you know it's 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 um it's really like personal. So sometimes it can affect an artist. How do you deal with criticism? Um, sometimes I take it well, and other times I it's like being shitted on. Um, so hard. I I cannot take criticism when I'm in the process of making an artwork because I struggle with it. And a lot of times, as I've been told, um, people don't understand what I'm making until it's done. Because me just explaining, this is what I'm gonna do, this is how I'm gonna do it, and this might also happen, and then I'm kind of like into that happening. And they just kind of are like, that doesn't sound good, that sounds terrible. Why don't you think about doing it like this? And I'm like, that's what I was telling you, I'm thinking about doing it like that. And it's like, why aren't you listening? And it just it gets into like a big fight. I prefer criticism at the end when I'm okay with the piece being critiqued. Before mm -hmm. that, it's kind of just like I got to get myself into a place for it to be critiqued like that, knowing that people aren't totally understanding what I've created so far. Interesting. So you're, how would you describe – so you kind of describe your process there, but to go into it further, how, how do you – you put yourself in a mental position 
Well, like, I know you're still a student, so it's not like you do this, like, <laughs> you, you can't, it's, it's hard to switch to different, maybe, courses or different studios, but how do you go about your process in it? Do you like to be, like, some people like to be locked alone, isolated, and doing their work, or can you be in, in their environment, or do you need to be? Um, I think that, for me, it's just kind of... Uh... I think I started off not talking to people very much. I didn't like to. I was very kind of shut off and didn't want to talk to people about my ideas because, like, they're not going to get it. And now I've kind of opened up a little bit more. And it, maybe it's because of the relationships I've had and things of that nature. And it's kind of forced me to reevaluate certain aspects. And just being able to openly talk to someone about, like, an idea has been very helpful and I find fruitful now as opposed to what it was in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so you kind of touched upon your experience uh, within the University of Toronto joint program with Sheridan, Art and Artistry program. Can you explain or just kind of reflect on your, kind of your, I say journey, I don't know, I think that's too cliche, but like your experience in the program and how it helped molded you as the artist you are today? Um, I think overall my experience has been pretty good. Um, shout out to Sheridan and just profs in particular. Um, not saying UFT ones are bad, because um, a lot of them are pretty good. It's just that they have a very set agenda, I find. Um, and I think overall my experience has been pretty good. I think that for the most part, I've been fortunate enough to get profs that have pushed me to take my work further and to explore different routes as opposed to profs that are limiting. Um, and in which case, I've had had profs that have been like that, but it's kind of just working within the realms of what they want because mm-hmm. it's like at the same time it's like you're creating artwork for you but you're also creating artwork to get a grade so it's like yeah you got to kind of like at utm it's kind of like whenever you get the first assignment that determines how you're going to be writing yes so it's kind of just working within that and kind of being like you know what so i know what this prof wants roughly from me what they expect of me so this is kind of how i have to push it i think now being in fourth year and i think being in david's uh drawing four class um having him just be pretty open to the ideas that I pitch him, despite them being very not concrete, is just kind of, I think, pretty good. Okay. And you are you took curating um, FAH 451 last year. Yes. Um, could you explain your role in the show? Give us a little synopsis of your exhibition and your experience as well. Okay. Um, this is the most stressful time of my life. <laughs> Um, mainly because it's just like there's so much to do in only three months and like you got to get in contact with people and it's like please respond to my emails that's all I'm asking um, my role was as project liaison um, so it's kind of just overseeing things and making sure people were on track um, communicating with artists was primarily what I was doing um, in response to the entire group um, just to make sure that I was also aware of what was happening um, I'm trying to think it I don't know, I think it was a good experience. I ended up with a very good group and we were kind of like intuitive with each other. So it was just nice to work with each other knowing that like, hey, it's like, you know what? Like, I know you're like, I know you have this. I, like, I know for a fact that you have this. And if you don't, like, I will be here to reassure you that you do because I am confident in your abilities. So what was the show called again? So the name of my exhibition was You Look the Other Way. And the second one was Now Look Me in the Eyes. And you were the first half or the second half? We were the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that we split it was that we found a lot of the people that were, or a lot of the artists that we had were, or could be split into two groups, either political or identity-based. Um, I believe that we worked with the identity-based people at that time. It's interesting because a lot of them border on the line of 
are they political? Are they identity-based? And it's just an interesting thing to kind of see what happens, especially with the work that they want in it. Yeah. And it, sometimes it blends, like, political and identity kind of go together sometimes. You know, they can, they can mm-hmm. affect each other um, in that way. Yeah, so your piece that you're submitting for this, I'm not going to, I don't want to talk about it way too much because, you know, I want to give them a little preview, but could you say the title and just a little one sentence, if you can, about okay. the piece. Challenge. Um, title is At Peel Region Do Something. Um, sentence, I would say it is an analytical investigation on pedestrian car collisions that have happened in Peel Region, primarily Brampton, Mississauga, and Caledon, as of March 16th, 2016, which is when I got my license and, in essence, was able to put other people at risk. Wow. Okay. And you're... So what kind of... What current political and social topics are you curious right now? Definitely the pedestrian car collisions. I I have this thing of just falling into like these loops and hoops of uh, getting into things that are kind of like dangerous sounding or something that is just kind of, I don't know, indifferent. Currently, I am political, more social, I would say, social identity. I'm interested in kind of investigating the way that racism has occurred, at least around my family and uh, with myself Mm -hmm. as being someone who is... um, what is it? Well, technically biracial, but at the same time, though, I'm unsure if I'm able to use that term. Um, so someone who is uh, white, as in Canadian, and Spanish, as in Latin American, Bolivian. Um, so, yeah. So why, sorry, can we go back? Why, why don't you feel like you can identify as biracial? And I, just, I think that, I don't know, I think that a lot of terms like uh, biracial, uh, woman of color, person of color has been typically used by the black community. And for me, it's just kind of like I'm unsure if like that borders on other things and it's stuff that I've done like Googling on and research trying to discover. It's like, do I have the right to call myself someone who is biracial or a person of color? And it's something I haven't gotten a clear response on. Mm. And it's kind of one of those things where it's just like the conversations I've had with people. Some of them have told me like, yeah, that like that makes sense. But at the same time, they've told me like it makes sense. But it's like so far it's been used for a certain community. So it's like, do you want to be the person that's bordering the line for that? Interesting. Interesting. I never thought about it that way. Is there a question that you get a lot about your work that you just want to like, this is this is the time, like, okay, this is the statement and then it's done, like, that's it. I think I think some questions I get um, like pertain to like my process and how I make art because like I said, people see it at different stages and they can try and comment on it. I don't always accept criticism. Um, I don't know, because it's like my process is kind of a little crazy Um, It's kind of just me at first having a concept and going head on full collision, running into and just making something. And then midway through the project after like I'm ready to show people, they're like that shit and then completely changing it, going in a different direction. And that's kind of where I set myself up. in. Okay, so you just you want to tell people like. I don't know, respect your process or like, this, this is my process. You'll never understand it maybe right now, but just wait. It's going to turn out great. Basically, just wait. Just Something wait. Something will happen, I yeah. hope. All right. Uh, okay, this is my last question. Um, what's next for Jasmine? Um, I haven't heard back from any MFA programs yet, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've been looking at law school, um, which is just, I don't know why, but like for some reason taking LSAT things online just really... It's fun. Um, won't go for into fun. it. For fun. For fun. For um, fun. I don't know what is next for me. Um, if this does not pan out, I will be working um, 
at <clears throat> New More Windows uh, okay. indefinitely as a purchasing assistant. Um, in which case, uh, shout out Joseph for hiring me back again. Um, <laughs> thank if, you for paying us. Thank you for paying us. Thank you for paying me. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's next for me. I just know that what's next for my artwork is more so just this investigation that's going to keep proceeding. Any future projects? Are you working on right, anything right now? I'm working on like three projects at once. Um, fuck. Uh, just trying to figure things out. I think that, okay, well, the one that you'll see for the graduate show is one of the ones I'm still working on. It's always going to be a work in progress because pedestrian car collisions keep happening. Um, book <clears throat> i'm working on a book apparently thanks james um james is writing it for me he's he's my ghostwriter. um <laughs> no i'm kidding i am working on a book um one for class and another one that is of sort of poetry slash experiences that i've gone through and just me trying to navigate the world around myself and what's been going on with me um and then just other stuff like i mentioned like uh this thing of like the biracial stuff that's happening there interesting okay um hopefully we'll see you at the artist talk as well for the grad show you planning well, this is this can be like off but you're planning. yes i got her on on record on record <laughs> i am now committed i cannot um, cancel yes um but last thing um any social media or platforms you want to plug in um, I will plug in my website, uh, jasminecanaveri.weebly.com. I will pay for it eventually. Um, just to spell my name because people have trouble. Uh, J-A-S-M-I-N-E-C-A-N-A-V as in Victor, I-R-I dot Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. And if you don't know how to spell dot com, then I mean, that's okay. It'll <laughs> pop up. It'll, it'll come like suggested <laughs> at that point. I hope so. Um, other social media, my Instagram is kind of just like pictures of me. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Jasmine Canaveri, follow it if you want to, but there's kind of no art. So, okay. For now. For now. For now. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you for c coming and talking to us. Um, and yeah, I don't know how to end this. Cool. Yeah, perfect. Um, great. Woo!